Welcome back, Giants fans. We're going to react to the Week 4 victory, and the Giants are 3-1. Everything is good. This was a game where um, it went pretty much as expected, more of a low-scoring game, a lot of running, but the Giants were very effective, had a good game plan, they executed, so there is a lot to talk about. We'll get to it, leave in the comments your reactions for this game, and let's get into it. So the Giants took this one 20-12, and as I said, it went pretty much as expected. I thought the Giants might pass the ball more than the Bears in this game, but I was wrong about that. The Giants only passed the ball 16 times in this game. They did have 44 rushing attempts, and that went for their highest total since the 2008 season. The Giants had 262 rushing yards. Mainly it was Daniel Jones. Mainly it was Saquon Barkley. He was the big one. Uh, we got a couple Tyrod Taylor runs in there. But yeah, I mean, the Giants' running attack was awesome. We knew going in that the Bears didn't have the best run defense, and the Giants should take advantage of that, especially with the weather. It was you know kind of raining today. It wasn't the best weather out here in the Northeast. So the Giants took advantage. They had the right game plan. They were able to execute. The offensive line blocked pretty well. And Saquon Barkley continues to look like the best back in football this season. Saquon on the ground had 31 carries. I mean, you don't see many backs these days getting over 30 carries. Saquon had 31, 146 yards, and... He didn't have like a monster 50, 60 yard run, but we saw some pretty big chunk plays of 20 yards, 15 yards, 8 yards, 12 yards. It was that type of game. It was beautiful. And my goodness, that screen pass that Saquon caught where he spun off a tackler, reversed fields, and still picked up a first down, that was like vintage Saquon stuff. That was awesome. And picked up a first down. I think that was a third and nine play. It wasn't perfect offensively. You would hope that this team eventually, when they need to pass the ball, can do a better job of that. And their receivers did not look that great in this game. Not many receivers at all got involved. But that was just not their game plan for this specific game versus a Bears team that's, you know, probably a bit worse than the Giants. The Giants were able to go out here and say, okay, let's just control the ground game, control the clock, let's not beat ourselves, and let's just get out of here with a victory. And that's the type of game it was. Daniel Jones had a couple of rushing touchdowns himself. Passing-wise, it wasn't a big passing game for Daniel Jones. He was 8 of 13, 71 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. And I think there were a couple of drops too, so that 8 of 13 could have been even better. But um, as I said, that was the game plan, to just run the ball a lot in this game. They did not ask Jones to do too much, but on the ground, Jones was 6 carries for 68 yards and 2 touchdowns, as I mentioned. That was a big part of it because the Giants had at least, you know, 3 read option plays where Jones kept it. Two of those plays, he scored a touchdown. I think one of them might have been a bootleg, but one of those read option plays went for a touchdown. Between Darius Slayton, Richie James, David Sills, Kenny Galladay, they did not have many yards. I mean, Darius Slayton had 11 yards, Richie James, 9 yards, and David Sills, 5 yards. And those guys each had one catch. Saquon had two catches for 16 yards. A lot of that was the screen pass. Tanner Hudson caught that one pass for 18 yards, picked up the first down. And Daniel Bellinger led the team in receiving with three catches, 23 yards. So yeah, I don't leave this game feeling any better about the Giants offense, but for this particular matchup, it all worked out perfectly. In the future, when the Giants have to put up more points and rely on their passing game more, I'm still a bit concerned about that because our receivers have not been very good. Our pass-blocking offensive line, aside from Thomas, has not been very good. And Daniel Jones, I don't think, has had a great passing game yet. He's had good games on the ground, but I don't think Jones has had over 200 yards maybe this year. Maybe, no, he has not. I just looked it up. 188, 176, 196 last week, and then 71 today. So yeah, the Giants offense, passing-wise, has not had a day where they've had to pass for over 200 yards and when you face better teams like Green Bay next week in London or the Ravens in two weeks 
you're most likely going to have to pass the ball more. So the Giants will have to open up this offense at some point, but at least against opponents where they were able to take things more easily versus Carolina and Chicago, a Cowboys offense without Dak. And, you know, the Titans didn't have a good second half, of course, offensively in week one. The Giants didn't have to open up the offense too many times. And that definitely benefited us because it is a new offense. And Daniel Jones is learning his, you know, third offense in the four years. So I think it was beneficial for the Giants to lean on the run more, lean on Saquon Barkley, who's the most talented player on the roster. And right now they're 3-1, and one, so they're doing things the right way. But as I said, going forward, they're going to have to do more than just this. They can't, give the, they can't give the ball to Saquon 30 times and say, all right, give us 160 yards every week. It's not going to work like that. There will be teams with tougher run defenses. I think the Packers for next week, you can beat them on the ground. The Patriots did well today, but the Packers at least can put up points on their end offensively, so the Giants may have to keep up, but we'll talk about that on Friday for that game preview. Speaking of that, I may stream that game. As I said, I don't like to stream games when Red Zone's on because I usually have friends over. I try not to, like, you know, obligate myself to stream games during that 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock time frame, but since they're playing at 9.30 or whatever on next Sunday, I might stream that game, so I'll let you guys know. I might just roll out of bed and just you know talk on here with my out of bed voice and, and not be very entertaining but I might do that if you guys want so let me know in the comments for the Giants defense they did their job they kept the Bears completely out of the end zone they had to rely on the money badger they call him, Michael Badgley he had four field goals in this one but yeah the Giants defense they did great I mean you saw a couple of moments where the pressure didn't work out for them there was that one play where it was a third and 20 and they gave up a screen pass to Khalil Herbert that went like 22 yards he got the first down so the extra pressure didn't work out there but I would say other than that the defense looked great there was the one deep ball early to uh, Darnell Mooney that was like a 55 60 yard pass over Adoree Jackson who wasn't pretty good coverage but that was a great throw by Justin Fields I thought Fields today opened it up more than in the past um, he took some deep shots in this game, and Fields looked pretty good for the most part. Of course, he missed some throws. You will get that from him, but I think Fields overall looks pretty good. I don't know if he's the future there, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, I thought Tay Crowder had a great game. I mean, Tay Crowder, I don't know about great. He did take a terrible angle at one point, but Tay Crowder had a good game. Led the team in tackles with 11. He had that big sack. He also made a big play at the end. I know when teams are trying to do like the whole you know, hook and ladder, lateral thing to go 80 yards down the field to score a touchdown. It's a very, very low percent chance of that happening. But we saw on the very last play, that play lasted like 40, 45 seconds for the Bears. And they got up to midfield. So it was getting a, a bit scary at one point. But Tay Crowder made the key play on that 45 second play to uh, knock the ball to the ground and stop the Bears momentum. Because there was that one time where Fields was near the sideline and threw it back to midfield. And then one of the Bears players got near midfield, and they were gaining momentum, but then Tate Crowder knocked the uh, the lateral to the ground. So that was a big play by him. We saw some Jalen Smith, too. Jalen Smith, of course, you know, he was elevated from the practice squad, and he was second on the team in tackles in this game. I know he missed one-arm tackle on Justin Fields in this one, but aside from that, I thought he looked pretty good. And I know the Giants linebackers will never be great this season, but if they can get just decent play out of Crowder and Jalen Smith, then hopefully the Giants will be okay, especially when Leonard Williams comes back because he helps the run defense a lot. Dexter Lawrence may have had one of his best games of his career. He, according to PFF, had eight pressures in this game. He had two sacks as well. You don't see many 
you know, multiple sack games out of Dexter Lawrence, especially against a quarterback like a Justin Fields that can move around very well in the pocket. So Dexter Lawrence played his ass off today in the absence of Leonard Williams. That was huge. The Giants had six sacks as a team. That's awesome. They held Khalil Herbert to 4.1 yards per carry. Coming into this game, Herbert was a big threat because the week prior, he just had a monster game versus the Texans. He had a, a Saquon Barkley-type game that he had today, but had it last week. And he came into this game versus the Giants very hyped up for you know fantasy football reasons and things like that because he was the RB1 now. But the Giants did a good job of holding Khalil Herbert in check. Aziz Ojolari had a forced fumble. The fumble was recovered by Kayvon Thibodeau, so we saw our edge rushers make a big play. I believe I saw Kayvon played 45 snaps, so he's not up to 100% yet, but they're getting there. But the CSEs Ojolari make a big play like that. On the replay, it looked like the ball just kind of fell out of Fields' hands, but Aziz got the pressure. I believe he got a hand on it, so they gave him credit for the fumble. But the Giants' pass rush was definitely a lot better this week as compared to last week versus Dallas, where it was pretty much invisible. And I know the Bears have a worse offensive line than ours, which is saying a lot, but still, the Giants took advantage of the matchup. I mentioned that offensively, but defensively too, taking advantage of a Bears offensive line that is definitely in the rebuild stage, to put it nicely. So that offensive line was like the worst pass blocking line coming into this week. The Giants defensively took advantage of that and they put Fields on his back six times in this game. Fabian Moreau had two key pass breakups in this game. Plays that would have been big gains, like a 40-yard gain, a 50-yard gain. He knocked those passes away. The first one he knocked away for sure. The second one, I forget who the receiver was now, but might have been the rookie Vilas Jones, but he was he was in good position, Fabian Moreau, but I think the guy just dropped the ball on his own, so I don't know if that counts, but they gave him a pass def uh, deflection on that one or pass defended, so Fabian Moreau had a pretty good game in this one, made some key pass deflections in this one, and we saw more of Moreau because Aaron Robinson left the game with injuries. We'll get to the injuries in just a bit because the Giants had like a handful of them in this game, which sucks, but we'll get to that. And as I mentioned, Justin Fields made some impressive throws and had some impressive runs. I think Fields looked pretty good for the most part. Um, I'm not convinced he's like their starter going forward. Like years, you know, I'm not saying he's the franchise quarterback yet, but you know, Justin Fields looked good in this particular matchup. He looked awful last week, so a good bounce back by him. All right, so what else stood out to me here? There was the third and 20 screen to Herbert. I mentioned the Giants defense sent like probably five or six guys, and they got burnt on that one. Saquon had the awesome screen pass reversing fields. We went over that. Darius Slayton dropped ball. So, yes, Darius Slayton had a drop deep ball. It was maybe slightly underthrown, but it's a ball where Slayton had it in both his hands. The pass was a little over his knees. He had to reach back a little bit, but still a ball that an NFL receiver should catch. He was pass interfered with right before it got there, so the Giants still got the ball at that spot. So it didn't affect them too much, but you know, people always ask in the comments, like, where the hell's Darius Slayton? Why doesn't he play more? It's things like this. It's just inconsistencies and like him not playing through contact, which is, I think, one of his biggest weaknesses in his NFL career is not being able to play through contact. And that play today was a perfect example of it. And just straight up dropping the ball. I mean, I know this one today was more playing through contact, but like Darius Slayton has had plenty of open drops in his career, which have killed the Giants. We saw it last year, week two versus Washington. He cost us a game. So I think Slayton's a good dude, good locker room guy. I you know want him to do well, but I just think we have to be realistic here and just realize why this guy is a wide receiver four, wide receiver five. He had some great moments in his rookie year, had some good moments in his second year, but 
it just seems like you have not seen the continuous improvements that you would hope you would see from a young player like Slayton. And I'd be surprised if he's here next year, but I guess we'll see what happens the remainder of the season. He definitely has an opportunity because this Giants receiving core is not good. Tony continues to be out. Wandell continues to be out. Galladay looks washed. At least Slayton has a chance to just work his way up the depth chart, but he has not taken full advantage of it so far. So the opportunity is there, but he has to take more advantage of it. I mentioned the Giants off. Like the Giants offense was so, I have to give so much credit to Saquon Barkley because I, I tweeted this before. The Bears were so scared of Saquon Barkley that every single time the Giants ran a play action bootleg, Daniel Jones had the entire side of the field to himself. Like they were going all out to stop Saquon Barkley. So for instance, if Daniel Jones under center you know, faked a handoff to Barkley and Barkley was going right. Jones can roll to his left and had the entire side of the field to himself. And it was usually just him, a linebacker, and a tight end. So either Jones could have taken off and ran for the first down or Jones could have flipped it to the tight end for a first down. We saw that multiple occasions with Bellinger. We saw it with um, Tanner Hudson. Saquon Barkley was the reason the Giants had a, a great, not great, that's that's definitely not the word I wanted to use, but the, the reason the Giants had an, an effective offense in this game. Now, Daniel Jones gets credit, of course, for his legs and definitely being a dual-threat quarterback. Jones, for what he was asked to do today, played well. I still have a lot of questions with him as a passer, but Daniel Jones' legs are a legit weapon, and he's using them right now. He did get hurt today. We'll go over that. We'll see if he plays next week. But Jones, for what the assignment was from the coaching staff, what the game plan was, Jones did a really good job. So yeah, Tyrod Taylor came in this game, I think in the third quarter, and he made some good plays. Tyrod had a read option play. He took it 15 yards by himself. He also had the other run play where it's the play he suffered a concussion on, but it was like a third and seven. He put his head down, got the first down. So I appreciate like the effort, but... It was not a smart play. He put himself in harm's way. He did get a concussion. Jones had to come back into the game when his ankle was already hurt. So shout out to Jones for like, you know, just playing through the injury. But the Giants didn't have a third quarterback on the active roster today. But Tyrod did have an interception as well. I think, you know, it was more of an arm punt. You know, people make that term arm punt when you throw like a 50, 60 yard interception. It's like the same as a punt. Um, I give Tyrod credit for taking the deep shot because We've seen sometimes this year with Daniel Jones how he'll have a opportunity to throw a deep ball but doesn't take a shot. At least Tyrod Taylor rolled out to his left, set his feet, fired a deep ball to uh, Slayton, and Slayton didn't make the best effort for it, I gotta be honest, but Eddie Jackson made a great interception over his shoulders, so that didn't work out, but it, it pinned the Bears inside their own 10-yard line, so it wasn't the worst interception in the world. I think not all interceptions are equal, so that's one where it's like, okay, it's pretty much like you punted the ball, Bears take over inside their own 10-yard line, it is what it is. Graham Gano had a 43-yard field goal to go up 20-12, to he didn't miss a field goal later to make it a two-score game. He had a 37-yarder late in the game, and that would have put them up by 11 points and would have put the game out of reach. He missed it, gave the Bears a, a slim chance to come back. Of course, they did not, so it didn't really matter, but Gano made the clutch 43-yarder. I mentioned it was tough kicking conditions, wind, rain. I actually dropped Graham Gano in fantasy football before this game because of the weather. I went and picked up some kickers that played in domes, you know, big brain move for fantasy football. I got that Cowboys kicker. He had like 14 points today, so that worked out. As I mentioned, the coaching staff had a game plan, and it worked out. 
blitz Justin Fields, make him confused. That worked, especially the Tay Crowder sack. The Tay Crowder sack, Justin Fields had no idea what was coming. That worked out to perfection. And offensively, the game plan was run the ball with Saquon Barkley and do bootlegs with Daniel Jones and do read options with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. That was the offense, and it worked out to perfection today. Now, to seal the game today, the Bears rookie, Velas Jones, or is it Velas Jones? Velas or Velas Jones? It was his NFL debut, which I kind of feel bad, but... He fumbled a punt, the Giants recovered it, and that was the game. The Giants get themselves to 3-1. and one. It wasn't the prettiest victory. It wasn't. I will straight up say that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you win, you know, 45-3 to three or 20-12 to 12 in this fashion. You just want to get out of here being 3-1. and one. And the Giants did that. As I mentioned, I didn't leave this game feeling any more confident about our passing offense, but I still feel good about our defense. I feel great about our running game. Um, I don't feel great because of the injuries, which we'll go over right now. So Evan Neal, the right tackle rookie, has a neck injury. I mean, you never know with those. It could be a one-week thing. It could be a long-term thing, but hopefully he's all right because he's one of those guys that coming into this year, I was most excited to watch. Had a very rough week last week, but it seemed like this week um, Evan Neal played much better, so it would be a shame if you know we had to miss a lot of time. Julian Love had a concussion. That, of course, could be a one-week absence, but you never know with those. Daniel Jones, ankle injury. We've seen him have ankle issues in the past. Uh, 2019, he had them. I think he had them in 2020 as well. So Daniel Jones is no guarantee for next week, especially if it's a high ankle sprain. That's tough for a mobile quarterback like himself to play on. We saw Mac Jones, who's like a statue of a quarterback, miss this week versus the Packers for the same injury. So I'm not sure if it's high ankle yet, but if it is, Jones may be forced to miss the London game early next week. We'll find out. Kenny Galladay, knee injury. Not the biggest deal in the world, honestly. It's not like he was doing much for this team anyway. He had one target today, but it was thrown out of bounds. Tyrod Taylor had a concussion, as I mentioned. That is one of those tricky things as well because... The Giants could be in a situation where Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor, if he does not clear concussion protocol, are out next week, and that would leave Davis Webb versus Aaron Rodgers, which would be a pretty shitty situation for the Giants. So hopefully one of, or hopefully both of Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor can get back for uh, the London game in week five, but that's, you know, that's a wait and see. Mark Lewinsky had an ankle injury. He left. I believe he came back, so you would hope as long as it's, you know, not serious, he should be fine for next week. And Aaron Robinson had a knee injury, so that's why Fabian Moreau made those two impressive pass breakups because uh, Aaron Robinson went down in this game pretty early and he was saw with a wrap around his knee, so that, of course, could be a more serious injury, so I don't know. Hopefully, these guys are fine, though, because these are pretty important players. You know, guys like Evan Neal, Julian Love, the two quarterbacks, um, you know, Aaron Robinson's a starting player, Mark Lewinsky, Galladay to an extent, but yeah, I mean, like, these guys are important players, so if they have to miss a lot of time, that would suck, but um, hopefully it's not a big deal. So say our prayers for tonight. But yeah, I mean, look, we leave this game three and one. It feels great. I mean, like the last time the Giants went three and one, they won the Super Bowl back in 2011. That was my, you know, one of my favorite seasons as a Giants fan, obviously. So um, hopefully we have many magical moments like that. I know the Giants will come into next week as serious underdogs to the Packers, but the Patriots with a third string quarterback today brought the Packers to overtime. And it wasn't like it was overtime and it was over in the first drive. They brought the Packers to overtime, and the Packers won on a game-winning field goal as time expired. So it is not impossible for the Giants to win that game on a neutral field. I know the Packers will be favored by, 
you know, seven points or so, but crazier things have happened. So anyway, that'll do it. Um, coming up this week, we have the uh, week five or week four NFL recap video. We're going to have the Giants highlights recap, which I did miss last week, but last week was weird. You know, we played Monday, so things were thrown off, but I will have that video out for you guys at some point. Um, and then, of course, the game preview and spread pick show will be out on Friday. So, yeah, hopefully, you guys stay tuned. I might stream the game next Sunday. I will let you guys know. I'll keep you updated on Twitter. I might post in the community page. So, I'll let you guys know. But anyway, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the video. Enjoy your 3 and 1. Enjoy Victory Monday. And I'll talk to you guys next time.